Hey everybody, this is the Utah Royals FC show. I'm Cindy and with me I have Lucas. Hey Lucas. Hey, how's it going? It is going pretty well, pretty well. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Um, Casey, my wife, uh, was out of town, so I was working on some house projects and she got back from a week-long fishing trip in Alaska, so Whoa. she had a lot of fun and it was good to see her. Nice. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She Man, caught she... like a million fish. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she was able to bring them back? No, I mean, they just caught oh. catch and release. <laughs> I was like, wow, you yeah. got a lot of fish. <laughs> How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. It was it was a little busy. Uh, yeah. So I feel like my Monday, I'm trying to catch up and, you know, life is just crazy right now and yay. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah. So it's Lucas and I tonight, um, our other awesome co-hosts are being good students and taking care of their academia stuff. So good job, guys. Um, yeah, I wonder with oh, having no youths on this time, if a couple of third-year-olds are going to make this kind of a crotchety podcast. <laughs> yeah, this might not make air, <laughs> but if you're listening, <laughs> but if you're listening to it, it means we did something right. Um, yeah, because I don't know. I feel like maybe Virtual and Megan are probably the next generation. They're definitely not millennials. Yeah, right? I, I'll. I don't know. I don't know what what comes after millennials. Generation Z. That's so lame. I know, right? That's because I have I have some friends and they're pretty young. They're like 20, 21. And I'm like, wow, you're like so little. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Well, Megan, keep doing your school thing. And uh, virtual, keep doing your school thing. Okay, so before we jump into official things, a bit of a Ryan update. So Ryan's um, getting better. Uh, This past Thursdays, Ryan's kids were able to see their dad for the first time in six weeks. So um, it's absolutely incredible just like where he is now. And um, he's out of critical care into acute uh, neuro care. So uh, that just means less attention there, but that just means things are good. Things are good there. And so he's doing PT now. Um, he's watching RSL games, movies. Um, so, yeah, good good things for Ryan. And uh, so the goal is to, like, move him, you know, out of the hospital. Uh, so, yeah, Ryan, we're, you know, we're praying for you. We're thinking of you. We're um, sending you good vibes. Um, whatever people want to send your way, but um, we're we're definitely cheering for you. And um, if you're listening, we can't wait to chat with you. So yeah, we're gonna keep believing, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's good to hear that he's doing better. It sounds like they're trying to move him to like a long-term acute care hospital, which I have no idea what the road to recovery looks like after this, but. It's good mm-hmm. to hear he's making progress. For sure, for sure. So yeah, um, good things, good things, Ryan. Um, cool. All right, so uh, jump into around the league type of stuff. Uh, North Carolina Courage, Portland Thorns, and Chicago Red Stars have clinched their playoff spots. That means one playoff spot remains. 
all these three teams made the playoffs last year. So, wah, wah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, the the Courage uh, won the Shield for uh, the third year in a row, which has never been done before. The Thorns had won it no. twice a couple years ago, but um, that's a record mm. the Courage equaled last year, obviously, and now surpassed, um, which is mm-hmm. kind of fun to see. Uh, they are an incredible team. They have been for a while now, but um, if it yeah. comes down to a, a North Carolina Courage versus Portland Timbers FC final once again do you think that's a good Mm. thing for the league or bad yeah i'm not too excited about it it's it i mean how many times did we see the golden state warriors and the cleveland cavaliers like i mean me personally zero so that sounds very exciting (laughs) anyway it it wasn't that (laughs) exciting and i don't even watch basketball Anyway, um, we we gotta we gotta switch things up. So I don't think it's exciting. Um, I'm hoping that expansion next year will kind of just spread some of the talent, and it can be a little bit more competitive. Because, um, yeah, not that yeah. exciting. Maybe. I mean, I do think we're starting to see um, some very clear teams that are significantly better than the rest. I mean, I would say those mm-hmm. three are sort of like the top three, like we see the top top six in England or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that your NBA analogy is a good one of, you know, there, there are dynasties that go on for a few years, but no team is ever good eternally. Um, if you think about Manchester United, like they were super dominant in like the 90s and 2000s in the English Premier League. Um and they're like a mid-table team now. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I think it gets a little... If it's the same two teams for the third year in a row at the final, that's not really exciting unless you live in Portland um, or North Carolina. Like, then that's great. But I do think the league is trying to attract, you know, casual and new fans. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if that does a whole lot to get those fans interested. Unless it's... Unless, you know those fans have picked one of the two teams or really want to follow the national team players because there's, there's a lot of the national teamers in those top, uh, top three teams for us, you know, as yeah. you know, we cover the Royals. It's kind sure. of, it's okay because the drama fighting for that fourth and final playoff spot um, is fun, is exciting, is incredibly stressful at times. Um mm. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're a sky blue or an Orlando, like it gets real old real fast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. It's like, eh, you know, we, uh, yeah. Yeah. I said, I said my yeah. thoughts on that. Hmm. So with that one playoff spot remains and it's really just between Utah and rain FC who play each other on Wednesday. So, uh, we will talk about that a little bit more, but, um, it's getting real. Uh, one spot, unless the Washington spirit can do something miraculous in the next few games, uh, it's really just going to come down to Utah. Yeah, it feels see. like Washington uh, isn't mathematically eliminated, but it would take both uh, Utah and and Rain just falling apart for them to true. sneak into that fourth and final spot. It's true. And math. 
what is it now? Yeah, I say mathematically. I'm actually not totally <laughs> sure how likely it is, but that sounded good. I know. Sometimes RJ will be like, mathematically impossible. <laughs> I'm just like, eh, math. <laughs> I was an yeah. English major. Eh. <laughs> yeah. uh, we love you, RJ. You're pretty great. Um, yeah. uh, okay. What else around the league? Sam Kerr broke her own single season scoring record. Uh, She's going to be devastated to hear her record's been broken. I know, right? Go number 18 for the season. <sighs> Insane. She's so good. And they're still, you know, they still have a handful of games. Like they could get, she could get a couple more goals. Yeah. That's crazy that she's that good. And around the world, people are like, Sam who? Come on, people. <sighs> anyway, Sam Kerr is good. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Sam Kerr is probably going to get the golden boot. I'm just saying. That's my prediction. <laughs> that's very bold of you. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, Sky Blue FC beat Rain FC, uh, which really gave Utah some hope because it kept them in the fourth spot. Um, had Rain FC won that, they would have taken number four, which is what we were all really expecting, but Sky Blue FC, thank you. Such a miracle result. I mean, last week on the podcast, Virtue and I were talking about who had the harder run in between um, Rain and the Royals, and both of us mm -hmm. were like, this is an automatic three points for, mm -hmm. for the Rain, um, which might be a sign that the Rain is struggling more, and yeah. if so, like it's sort of great for, for Utah. Yeah. Um, but man, no one would have predicted that Sky Blue would go to Tacoma and get all three points. Like, absolutely crazy. Yeah, crazy. I mean, Sky Blue gets a lot of, uh, you know, um, you know, people don't really believe in them, but they're the team that can surprise you. They did beat Utah in June as well. Let's not forget that one. Let's just not talk about that one. Let, <laughs> let's do forget that one. <laughs> okay. I mean, they this season has been significantly better for them than you right. Know, the, last couple of years and hopefully that there's some real change going on at that club because they desperately need it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So sky blue FC. Thank you. We think you're pretty cool. Um, Oh, right. Uh, Kelly O'Hara was named to fifth pros women's world 11, which means she is one of the best 11 players around the world. Uh, so yeah, pretty cool. She gets that honor along with Julie Ertz, Rose Lavelle, Megan Rapino, and Alex Morgan. And Yeah. Oh good. Oh. And Megan Rapino is women's player of the year. So cool. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I it's really exciting to see all those players on that list. I think they all deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. Um it's a little funny that five out of the eleven best players in the world. Um, which I think is voted on by players. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Our U.S. national team players. Uh, it's, I think that's really exciting. And for Megan Rapino specifically, it's her first time winning FIFA Player of the Year. And mm -hmm. um, Messi won on the, on the men's side this year. And I think that she is just as significant of a player um, as mm -hmm. he is. And, yeah, exciting for her. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super cool. Um and it's a big honor for Kelly O'Hara because I think this is the first time she makes this, they rename this thing. I don't know. RJ told me. I forgot. But it has like a new name. And so it's basically the same concept. But 
um, yeah, pretty cool for Kelly O'Hara. A little surprised that Becky Sabrin isn't there, but that's just me. Yeah, Becky's incredible. I, I think she – I don't think anyone bats an eye if she, she made this 11. I would be really curious to see – where she ranked in the voting. I don't know if that's public or not, um, uh, but I, she's pretty incredible. Yeah. I feel like at some point they do. I honestly don't look much into this, um, but maybe I should because Becky was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> JK. All right, Lucas, we must do what we must do and why we do what we do. Um, Talk about depressing things. Yeah, talk about depressing things. (laughs) Well. So recap of the last mm, game. Yeah. All right, so you wrote here, (laughs) uh, North Carolina domination, full stop. That was your whole point. (laughs) Domination. I I don't know if I fully agree with that. I think just in watching the game, there's a lot of times where I think Carolina – edge out the Royals, but it doesn't feel incredibly one-sided. What can you defend your position of why you, you say domination? Well, they score three goals. <laughs> okay. Well, score line aside. <laughs> Listen, if, if you're just like a casual fan and you see three to zero, you're like, Oh, they dominated. Yeah. That's just me though. But, um, I think for like how well Utah has historically played North Carolina, I think North Carolina owned them a little bit. I'm just saying. Um, that's just my thought. Maybe I was watching a different game. You were on the sideline, so maybe you lost. You weren't paying attention. I rewatched it. Uh, thank you very much. So I did pay attention. Um, I would say, in some ways, it felt like an improved performance over the loss to the Dash. Um, yeah. Like I, right. I thought Mallory uh, Weber played much better um than she did against uh houston um she had some really great moments whereas uh the last game i was pretty critical of her and i was really impressed with what she brought to the team this time uh Mm. she was in my mind she wasn't really responsible for any of the three goals um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah maybe we should why don't we break those down individually and kind of see where we stand all right, so three goals, uh, second most allowed goals, whatever, biggest loss uh, behind a 4-0 loss last year to Portland. So, yeah. hey, that's cool. Not. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you really, can you tell I took this loss well? I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it wasn't great. I, I felt nervous about this. They just beat Portland 6-0. They just beat Orlando 6-1. I I feel like the Royals had a chance uh, against the rain. I was pretty skeptical. But while while I was watching the game, uh, it felt, even after the penalty, it felt pretty even. Um, yeah. And, you know, that second goal um, from Hinkle in the 65th minute, a 2-0 deficit is very difficult to overcome. And apparently For sure. Utah has not won a single game mm-hmm. where they've conceded first this season. That's a mm-hmm. huge problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What What do you think it is that yeah. like that causes that? 
You know, I was thinking to my game yesterday, and we were down one to zero, and then everybody just like lost heart. <laughs> um, I don't know. If it's soccer is such a mental game that like one goal, two goals, it takes a lot of mental. Not saying that like they're not mentally strong, but it really does. You're just like fighting the whole entire game. So, and with Utah having offensive problems as it is, I mean, like, ugh, I, ugh. honestly, I don't know. I think, I think last week's loss maybe was still kind of in their head a little bit. Um, so, hmm. and you're going against the best team who has like a ridiculous high press style. Um, I mean, this team comes at you any way they can. And so, I, I don't think Utah prepared as well for them as I thought they would, even with that little break they had because of the postponed game. Um, yeah. I mean, because, you know, had they played Reign FC, they would have had something to go off of. Instead, they were going off a Houston game, which, like, was a week prior, and it was a 1-0 to loss. So Yeah. I So I asked uh, uh, Weber about um... – Mm-hmm. about, you know, having that game canceled if it was an advantage or disadvantage because you you then have uh, Vero and Press able to recover a little bit more. Both had been listed as injured. Mm-hmm. And she said mm-hmm. it kind of goes either way, like how you look at it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. The extra recovery time might have been better, but then it kind of throws the schedule because they, they were in Tacoma, like they traveled. Um, and so, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they had extra... Like they didn't play a game, but they didn't have extra time to prepare for North Carolina because for all like intents and purposes, they went to Tacoma, blocked at that time, and then traveled back and had to prepare for North Carolina. So they didn't have the wear and tear of a full, you know, 90 minute game against really their biggest rivals for a playoff spot at this moment. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that doesn't do them a ton of favors either in preparing for for Carolina. Yeah. No, I I agree. So, yeah. Do we need to break down the goals or can I just go over I think I think quickly? we should talk about them. Sorry. Oh, man, okay. All right. Do you think Oh, go number 1. Do you think it was <laughs> a penalty? Do you think Becky your best oh, yeah. 11 player in the world? <laughs> do you think she conceded yes. that? You know, I looked, and she knew. Yeah. I mean, even Becky knew. Like, there was no arguing. Yeah, she did. Um, Becky is a I, So I legitimately, <laughs> I was on the other side of the field hoping to photograph some goal celebrations. And um, I didn't know that a penalty was given until it was scored. And so I had no idea that it was, like, Becky's fault until, oh, yeah. uh, like, after, well after the game, well after the post-match. And I really would have liked to ask Becky a, her thoughts on it, but she was in the post-match press conference and I didn't ask her anything because I'm like, Oh, I don't want to ask a defender or something arbitrary about a three zero <laughs> loss. And I'm like, Oh, she was very involved with that PK. Yeah. Yeah. She owned up to it. Right. She was like, yeah, it was my fault. <sighs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Total, total PK. It's not one thing that you're like, Oh, OMG. What happened? Um, yeah. So forward, Kristen Hamilton, Dribbles into the bo- box, uh, and then Becky takes her down. No question about it. North Carolina gets the PK. Sam Mewis takes it, converts, 1-0. to zero. 
That Mewis um, is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I hear. <laughs> um, and then come. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, you're right. I think for like 30 minutes, Utah had a chance, I think. I feel uh, like for more than that, but yeah. Oh, we're not going to. Real quick, on un- okay, penalty, she took it in such a, she did such a short run up, but then hit it so hard. Did you notice that? She mm. just kind of like, no. it was like a few step run up and then just blasted it into like the side net. And I feel like Barney never mm. had a chance. Like that was a excellently, unless you're going to go like top right or top, top left corner, that's probably the best way you can take mm. a penalty. Yeah. Which funny because I missed the penalty yesterday. It was like so nice. It had the power. It had the, it was going in, but it, it hit the corner of the post mm-hmm. instead. So I know I was kind of disappointed. Rough. We lost three to one. Anyway, not about me. Um, go number two for North Carolina. Um, Jaylene Hinkle, 65th minute. Um, yeah, she just brings down the ball down the left side off the field and was able to get a shot off from the outside of the 18-yard box, and Nicole Barnhart got a hand on it, but it just, like, went through. I actually missed this goal, so... Um, oh, I watched it several times I today. feel like... Okay, so was this the one that Barney had... Uh... It was It was such okay. a weird goal, because I I don't... I don't yeah. know if Hingle's trying to, to shoot. I feel like she might be trying to, like, float in across... Um, but and Barney, like you can tell, she thinks she's got it. She he, she basically touches it with both hands. My hands are raised in the air right now. No one can see me. Uh, and she touches <laughs> it with both hands, but it like still slips through her gloves. Um, it's a goal she one hundred percent was capable of stopping and just got it wrong. You know, like it's a little mistake that is you know, has a big consequence. She's better than that. She knows that Harvey said something about like, you know, she's the first to say that's on her. That's her mistake. And then uh, Mm kind of own it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, when you get to two zero, it's not really, I I don't know if the team's mindset is you can battle back. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, if Utah has never come from behind, uh yeah. Uh, anyway, go number three, uh, North Carolina in the 70th minute. So that's just five minutes after. Uh, Nicole Barnhart attempts a short pass pass to the back line, but the ball lands directly at the feet of Crystal Dunn, who made a short pass to Dabinia in open space, leading to the third and final goal for the night for the Courage. Um, so another Barney mistake. So on Chris and what? Uh, I don't uh, what. You know, yeah, I mean, (laughs) the broadcast was showing the replay of uh, Hinkle's goal when this happened. So they cut right, Mm. right Ah. back as um, uh, Dabinia scores. But I, I have not seen Mm. uh, Barney's short pass that doesn't come off. Um, But I just see, yeah, Dunn Mm. is able to slot it to Dabinia and she just puts it past Barney. Like it's a really terrible yeah. position to give away the ball and again like not like barney she's yeah. better than that it's unfortunate that i mean this is what uh laura mm. harvey said but all three goals really came from utah's mistakes 
mm-hmm. which is super unfortunate mm-hmm. um, because North Carolina is lethal mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. to where if you make those little mistakes, like they're going to strike. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Which I think is, is yeah, why I, I felt like okay so, about the performance is yeah. it's not like uh, the Kurds were playing the Royals off the pitch. It was sort of felt kind of mm-hmm. balanced um, at least somewhat, but really those little defensive mistakes um, and kind of very, very specific mistakes, like ball slipping through your gloves, right? passing to freaking Crystal Dunn, who's mm-hmm. incredible, um, and conceding <laughs> a penalty. Mm-hmm. Like those are goal. like the last two are goals mm-hmm. from open play, but it's like open play with a caveat. Right. For sure. Yeah, it's just, it's so weird. So, really, really random question for you here that just came to mind. Should Utah not make the playoffs? <laughs> um, if you're Laura Harvey, do you give Abby Smith some Oh, man, I wanted to, to ask you season? something very similar. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw a take that was that basically said it was a shame that the Royals are just relying on Barney to stay healthy and not developing Smith. Mm. I I really like Abby Smith. I think she's a, a goalkeeper who is prone to some mistakes. Like yeah. Utah definitely shipped a, f- a number of goals last season because she was too far off her line or something like that. Right. Um, but then it's hard to argue against that when. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barney, who we all know you love, I do. Um, I do. I really do. Has ha, has a game, you know, a game like this. So I guess I think I would love to see Smith get some minutes. Um, I think so. Maybe the a, occasional game here or there. It it's really unfortunate in my mind that she played most of the games last season. Mm-hmm. And has she has she played at all this season? No, no. Yeah, that's. Kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Because I think she's the future. Yeah. Um, but I also think Barney can obviously go another year. She's incredible. Um, but there yeah. should be some balance. Right. And that's just the nature of the game where, like, the goalkeeper – I mean, like, the Portland game, um, you have, like, a fantastic game. And it's like, she's the, she's one of the greatest. And she is. And then she has a game like this, and people are like, "Why is she not playing?" Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't win, can't win. But we love Barney. Yeah. I think she's great. But I do think if you know Utah is mathematically math uh, eliminated, then Abby should finish out the season because she's eventually your goalkeeper for the next few years. So, in my mind, yeah. I, I think that's fair. I think if Barney is going to play next season, which I, I would like her to, mm-hmm. um, she's a player with the maturity and understanding that she's not being punished, that you know Harvey has a good enough uh, relationship with all of her players that she mm-hmm. can probably talk that decision, decision through. Right. Um, and like it's important to develop Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so as far as like stats go, um, you're right. I guess it wasn't that bad. Now that I'm like looking at the stats, it's like um, 
Shots, so Utah had 12, North Carolina 14, shots on goal 5, North Carolina 6. But the ones that matter are the ones that go in. So, all right, I'll give it to you. It wasn't that dominational. Yeah, they had more possession than the Royals. Um, let's That's see. That's true. It was 57.4% of the possession to North Carolina Courage, 42.6% to utah royals um which isn't terribly skewed but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i was glad to see you know shots were similar yeah 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 you're right we get this one and and so, um. is, so is passing accuracy you know uh, i think north carolina was like six percent better than the royals but not such a huge margin that you would say right. one team was clearly dominant yeah yeah. So overall thoughts on the game, Lucas. Um, a lot of people are definitely uh, not feeling very confident on Utah right now, but um, thoughts on the match. I, what does Utah have to do now? Yeah, I think I've sort of already said it, but they played, in my mind, there was a an improvement in style of play over the Dash game, even with mm-hmm. three very key mistakes. And so I hope that yeah. they can go back, rewatch the film and see like we did a lot of things right, even if we struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, but against a team like North Carolina, I just I think they're miles ahead of anyone else, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is like the point of the season point of the season where you want to peak instead of like drop and. You know, North Carolina did not seem like the North Carolina, like probably through the first, you know, third, whatever, um, you know, half of the season. And then now they're peaking. And so this is where you want your teams like the teams who are destined for the playoffs. This is this is the time where they get it together, play their best football. And that is not what we're seeing from Utah right now. I think I think the Houston game was a huge uh, downer, um, and you have injuries, and uh, yeah, the team regressed a little bit, which is not very good. But hopefully, with the next three games that they have left, they get they get it together. You know, it's it's really a mental game of like, hey, y'all want to make the playoffs or what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Next games, three games remain Wednesday at Rain FC. That's a remake from last Wednesday's postponement. And then Saturday, they go to Chicago to face the Red Stars. And then there's a little break. And then there's the final game versus Houston on October 12th at the Riot. So, yeah, you wrote tough two games. Can URFC get anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... The, I think it's a valid question really for all three because they have not been well performed well against the dash this season. Realistically, mm-hmm. what do you think happens through each? I think rain and Houston are winnable Chicago. I don't know because I've, Utah I've heard. Yeah. I've heard sorry, their what? strikers quite good. Yeah. You know. Underrated internationally, so but, I've heard. you know, breaking some records. <laughs> you know, 
scores 18 goals in a season, even though she's gone for like a good month for the World yeah. Cup. Who is this? <laughs> anyway, what do you think? I mean, I think this is at least, I think if Utah loses one more game, they're out. Um, but that kind of repains, depends on Rain FC. And I think Rain has a little bit of a better stretch to end than Utah. I think Utah has it tougher. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think, like, honestly, if they were to tie Chicago, beat the Rain, and then mm. beat um, uh, the Dash, that's as, that's that would be incredible. That feels like a really tall mm-hmm. order mm-hmm. because the Dash should be a team they can beat, and they just have not this season. Uh, that's really frustrating. Feels right. like they just kind of have Utah's yeah. number. Um, in a, in a season where Utah has beat both the Rain and the Thorns for the first time, um, they've made some significant strides. But right, yeah, it's I feel like so much is riding on that Wednesday night game against the Rain. Yeah. And I think that would that game will just be a huge confidence confidence boost of like okay, where we got three points ahead of Rain FC, they can't control what happens with Rain FC, but they can at least control their own destiny. And really, I think the ball's in their court. Haha, <laughs> pitch, whatever. <laughs> that was a terrible analogy. What am I thinking? The um, ball's in their half. <laughs> that's better all right so we shall find out rain fc on wednesday chicago on saturday and then kind of like a two-week break and then back at the riot let's go kelly o'hara come back team needs you <laughs> those ankles man she's got to get those ankles in order seriously i mean she's she seems okay <laughs> I mean, she's yeah. walking around. I, I saw her at the stadium, <laughs> Oh, I think the last home game, not this one, and she was, okay. yeah. But it was also really great to see, like, Brittany Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe uh, was <laughs> Say at, Ratcliffe. yeah, you know, I words are hard. Um, <laughs> A little bit. Brittany Ratcliffe was at Rio Tinto, and she was in the sideline before the game with, like, Lavish yeah. and Moros, and, Aww. um, like it's fun to see her back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a game that really could have used a last minute uh, game winning goal from her, but uh, for not, quite, not quite there yet. <laughs> for Seer? Did you hear that? For, we can't talk tonight. Um, yeah. Super cool. Okay. Listener questions. Really, Jacob? Let me, let me, let me read the first one. Yeah. Uh. So there's a long, rich history behind this question. (laughs) And that really stems from Cindy willing to make bold claims and even Mm. Mm. essentially bets on them and then does not deliver. So Mm. Jacob Mm. uh, Cristobal asks, has Cindy eaten any socks? Hmm. I think we all know the answer. But why don't you (laughs) give it to us? Well, you know, Lucas, it's just, I, you know, it's, I, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I can't, it's, it's physically impossible. It's not. Um, My dog has done it many times. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, um, I might have to like take a lesson from him then. Um, <laughs> has so he I, really? I, no, but he actually did. He used to <laughs> always take her socks and then would just like hold them in his mouth. It was uh, weird. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about eating socks because obviously I said that in private to you guys and then you, my friend, decides to sell me out to the whole entire world on Twitter. Okay. And then that channel is open to any espionation <laughs> writer. So private mm-hmm. is not really true. Mm-hmm. I think my question is why do you feel it's okay to lie publicly? <laughs> I thought you were I supposed tr- to be a young woman of integrity. <laughs> I guess we were all wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I have not eaten socks. I'm not sure I ever will. Um, can we let it go? Jacob, I, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't brought this up, um, <laughs> but people still do, and I kind of think it's hilarious. It is pretty funny. It's Nikita. It's mm-hmm. Jacob. Um, I think Nikita Charles. asked about that when we were together in Seattle because I interviewed her for this very wow. podcast, and I, I feel like she brought it up. <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes sense. One of these days, um, Jacob, if you sent me some delicious salsa, yes. Which, by the way, are you, this salsa is the best. Are you making another bet that you will eat a sock if this thing <laughs> happens? Because we all know that's no, not going to happen. No, that's never going to happen. Right, so we, um, we did get one real question. Yeah. Um, oh, hey. Uh, Sabrina asked, who do you guys think is the player that needs to step up and change uh, the mid-attack not working situation? For her, it's Vero. <laughs> Cindy, what are yeah. your thoughts? I think so. I think there's a lot on Vero, honestly, and she's playing kind of injured, so I don't think it's fair to put it on her. Um, I think because of that, because she's injured and because everyone just expects it to be Vero, I think I think we saw great things from Lola Bunta, and maybe that is the player who needs to step it up. Maybe these next three games. Yeah, Lola felt quite a bit less involved in this past one than, you know, when, when the Royals mm-hmm. were on that really good run and got, you know, mm-hmm. seven points from three road games and all that. I felt like Lowe was really doing a fantastic job. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I think Vero is an incredibly talented player and she's carrying an injury. And I think we all kind of expected a little bit more. She leads Spain and goals for sure. And possibly assists well, um, as well, but mm-hmm. we just haven't quite seen that production from her. But you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a season or two to adjust to a new team. Um, For sure. So I, yeah, I don't feel like anyone on the team is performing terribly. But it would be nice to see, you know, that midfield kind of kick it up yeah. another gear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So honestly, everyone needs to step it up. Um, there's three games left. I feel like we we can't put it on all one player. It's a team sport, um, and they just gotta figure it out. Um. So yeah. All right. Um, I got nothing else, Lucas. What do you have? Uh, that's that's everything from me. Okay. I thought you were going to say something sassy. Mm, no, I'm a lot of sass. 
Oh, good. It must mean it's dinner time. Um, anyway, that's all we got for you this week. Um, hopefully, Lucas can edit this nicely and we can hear it in the morning. If not, in the archives, it will go. Um, <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> JK. Yay. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs>